Hey guys, my name's Jose, and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I will look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or would I pass? Before we start, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get in for new episodes and other videos. So let's begin. Like always, I'm going to use the website known as LazyFA.com, which allows me to see all these financial numbers in an easy visual format. Today, we're going to take a look at Verizon, and we're going to take a look at some of the new features that were added to LazyFA, which are going to make add so much more details to these videos. So let's begin. All right, guys. So here we're at Verizon. We're going to take a look at their income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statements. And then we're going to take a look at some of the new features here on Lazy FA. So here we're starting off with income statement, right? And this, they just reported their last quarter four a few weeks ago. So we're going to take a look at the annual data instead of the quarterly data. There might be some times where we'll take a look at the quarterly data, but the main episode, during the main episode, we're just going to take a look at annual data. So here we can see revenue. Revenue last year was 126 billion. This year, 130 billion, a nice increase of about $4 billion. That's good to see this growth. Unfortunately, that cost of revenue, like always, seems to be growing. We grew revenue by about 4 billion, 4.8. Cost of revenue itself grew about $2.5 billion. So that's great to see our gross profit increasing throughout the years. But um, I would like to have seen a bigger, bigger increase, right? Cost of revenue is definitely, definitely playing a big part. Gross profit this year was $75.36 billion. Last year was $72.97 billion. Uh, almost $73 billion. So we can see gross profit is increasing. We can see here, though, the first thing I, that came to my mind was net income. Net income dropped from $30 billion last year to 15 billion this year. So I was wondering where that money went. Luckily here we saw earnings before income tax and we can see earnings before income tax were pretty much on par from last year. Last year was 24.88 billion. This year was 23.95 billion. 1 billion less earnings before income tax. So that to me told me that there was a change somewhere in their taxes and that's what caused that net income to drop. And if here we take a look at tax expense, we can see last year there was a tax expense of negative $9.96 billion. So this company got about $10 billion of taxes refund, of a tax refund pretty much last year, where this year they're paying $3.5 billion. So a delta of $13 billion, would, which if we were to add that delta of 13 13.5 billion dollars we would have about 29 billion dollars in net income which is not too far from the 30 billion dollars that was collected last last year so we can see here there was this huge tax expense but if we take a look at the 16 2016 net income we can see the net income there was 13.13 billion compared to the now 15.53 billion but we can see that year it was also a higher tax expense it was actually four billion dollars more on tax expense so if we were to add that that would be about 17 billion so it does seem like net income if we take a look at both years it is decreasing compared to the previous years 
So that's definitely not a great thing to see, but the net income itself outside of, of earnings before income tax here, we can see that would be here, right? Earnings before income, before income tax, we can see it's decreasing a little bit over time, but it's not a huge drop that can really trigger a flag for me. Next, we'll take a look at some of the red flags, right? This is a great thing Lacey FA gives us. And first, we start off just with revenue versus cost. Here we can see revenue is such a huge factor compared to cost. It's close to a 1 to a 2.5 ratio. Cost revenue this year was 130. Cost of revenue was 55. We can see we have a positive gross profit of 75 billion. Revenue versus cost growth. This is just giving us percentage-wise. It does seem most of the time re cost of revenue is growing at a faster rate than revenue itself. But when revenue is that low compared to um, when cost of revenue is that low compared to revenue itself, obviously a small increase in cost of revenue is going to give us a higher percentage wise compare. But at the moment, there's nothing, nothing outrageous here. If we're taking a look at the annual data, let's just keep going down. Here we can see gross margins and profit margins. Here we can see, unfortunately, we have this downtrend in gross margin, but it does seem to be slowing down over time. Last year's gross margin was 57.9. The year before that was 58.2. This year was 57.6. So it is decreasing, but it's still within its high 50s gross margin. So that's not, again, not, nothing, nothing outrageous for me to see here. Unfortunately, profit margins have changed. This year is higher than two years ago, and it's but it's still lower than three. So in 2018, the end of 2018 of this year was 11.9%. The year two years ago was 10.4, and the year before that was 13.6. I'm not taking a look at here in 2017 because it was 23.9%. That was a huge profit margin increase. And to me, it's an outlier that I don't really want to calculate. So here we have some red flags. Lacey FA is just telling us, hey, guys, take a look at these. And there might not be anything, but it's just an extra, an extra set of eyes. So here, right, it's just telling us cost of revenue is growing at a faster rate than revenue itself. We took a look at that, but we noticed that, right, revenue itself is still such a huge, huge value compared to cost of revenue itself. Now we have outliers and share outstanding growth. It's just telling us in 2014, the end of 2014, this company, I guess, diluted some shares, increased the amount of shares dramatically, and it's just throwing us this flag. But if we look at it in the past few, in the few years, this year increased its shares by 1.0, pretty much 1%, not a huge change. Excessive dilution alert again same thing as this previous as the previous alert all right so next this is one of the new features it's been added some time ago but it's the first time i'm using it here in lazy fa they have chart machines so we're just going to take a look at the actual expenses themselves we can here see we're taking a look at sgna
All right, so here we're gonna use now for the first time the sharpmanship parts. All right, guys, so here we're gonna use a new platform now that LaCFA has, the chart machine. We're gonna take a look at just some of the expenses just so we can see visually a better, better concept of what the expenses are for the company and see if there's any difference or any huge change going out throughout the years. So we're going to take a look at SGNA, which is selling general and administrative expense. We're going to take a regular operating expenses, which include wages and similar, similar stuff like that. We're going to take a look at interest expense ex and tax expense. We can see, right, everything is pretty much going in the past three years in this uptrend. So they're increasing their operating expense, which we've seen. They're increasing their selling general expenses. They're also increasing their interest expense but at the moment nothing here right if we take a look at it with just the eye there's nothing here outrageous the only outlier here would be this tax expense and we saw that in the net income and that's why the net income changed because they had more of a refund last year on tax expenses compared to compared to every other year next we're going to take a look at the balance sheet here in the balance sheet we'll take a look at total assets liabilities debt, receivables payables and cash and cash equivalents so here we're taking a look at total assets we can see assets are increasing that's definitely good to see and this is even better while assets are increasing total liabilities are decreasing so assets this year were 264.83 billion last year was 257 a healthy increase of about seven billion dollars Tax li um, total liabilities this year's 210 compared to last year's 212 a decrease of 12 billion dollars of two billion dollars again that I like to see that a lot where we're increasing our total assets and decreasing our total liabilities Next we have total debt here. We can see we're paying off some of our total debt last year was 117 billion this year was 113 I just want to take a look quarterly data every quarter. It seems to be paying off little by little so receivables, the amount of cash this company receives throughout the years, pretty healthy, 25, 10 billion is increasing. Payables, again, also increasing the amount of money they have to pay their vendors. Cash and cash equivalents compared to last year is high, as it's high compared to last year. Right now it's sitting at 2.75 billion. Last year was 2.08 billion. Unfortunately, I can I feel like this is pretty low of cash and cash equivalents for a company that has so much money in total assets. So we'll take a look at their asset breakdown in a bit just to see what their how their total assets are broken down. Here we're going to take a look at the red flags of Lazy FA of Verizon. And here we can see total assets and total liabilities. We can see at a there was a point where here in 2000 15 the end of 2015 and 2014 and 2016 where assets and liabilities were closing or closing together that gap it was almost a one-to-one -one ratio but in 2017 and now in 2018 that gap is getting a little small a little bigger which is great to see and in return we're having that shareholder equity we can see here in 2000 and, and the end of 2014 the shareholders equity was 12.3 billion and just for those just a quick reminder shareholder equity is the difference between our assets and our liabilities and then every every year ever since we've increased that gap we're now we're at 53.515 billion dollars 
almost an increase of about an increase of four times 400 percent in the past few years so that's definitely great to see and here we can see assets versus liability growth we're looking at annual data so let's take a look at sequential opposed to period to period and we can see on the sequential growth total assets have been growing at a faster rate than liabilities liabilities seem to be decreasing over time which is again a great thing to see so here we'll take a look at the asset distribution and liability distribution a huge portion of this company's is intangibles which is at 52 percent sitting at 128 billion dollars the rest is property and equipment sitting at 36 percent and that's about 89.29 billion dollars what is the next biggest thing is receivables receivables here we're at 25.1 billion about 10 percent so those three alone make about 95 percent of this company maybe a little more 50 about 52 plus 30 yeah about 98 percent right am i right about 98 percent of this company is made out of those three things unfortunately this company right intangibles i guess you can't really put a price on a network itself but it seems they uh they're able to but at the same time i am i hate to see a company have this much assets based on intangibles themselves liability distribution we can see a huge portion let's see if i'm seeing this right uh yep a huge portion is non-current debt so non-current debt right now is at 105.87 billion that's about 62.5 percent of its of its liabilities but we can see last it's been decreasing over time last year was 113 billion this year was 105 so this company is paying its off is that we can see this year it has a current debt of seven point one nine billion dollars which is about four point two five percent of this company's company's liabilities and we can see the major players here are the non-current debt at 62.5 percent payables at 13.29 percent and tax liabilities at 20 percent so let's see here we have some red flags right now and here the first flag is just telling us liabilities over time over the past few years have been growing at a faster rate than assets but that seems to be a problem only in 2013 and 2014 but if we take a look at the past three years we can see that that's not the case so to me this flag thank you for telling me but it's not really important overweight and intangible uh, this is something we've definitely took a look at and we can see here total assets a huge portion is intangible more than 30 percent so it's just telling us hey take a look make sure that the assets right it's just telling us to take a look at, at the assets and to take a look that they're they're doing great it's, here we have outliers and cash balance if we take a look at the bar we can see why there was a huge gap in 2013 where there was a huge amount of cash and cash equivalents and then we see that number drop dramatically and it's just telling us hey these guys are doing something fishy and the same thing between cash growth we can see here that that cash and cash equivalent growth in that year made about one thousand percent so it's just telling us hey this makes no sense so again none of these flags right now are really scaring me 
The only thing here right now that I don't like is this asset distribution based at 51% are intangibles. All right, guys, so here we're going to take a look at Lazy Face chart again. We're going to take a look at return earnings, current debt, net cash flow from operations, and repayment of debt securities. Excuse me. So here we can see return earnings, right? So this is company that the, this is money the company keeps, and it keeps for further growth of the company instead of giving it as dividends or some other aspect. So this is great to know that this company is increasing its retained earnings. This company is is keeping its money to keep growing, and I definitely like to see that in a company. Obviously, if it's just giving it to shareholders, to me, it means this company does not know what to do with its money. So instead, it's giving it back to the shareholders so they won't complain. But here, or they're returning, they're keeping their earnings and they're gonna use it for something else, hopefully growth in the company. And that's what most likely is gonna happen. Next, I wanted to look at current debt. I wanted to see what was the current debt this year. So right now we're sitting about $7.19 billion. Last year was $3.45 billion. I just wanted to make sure this company had enough cash for it to pay this current debt. And here we can see the cash flow from operations, this tan color. So it's it increased over time. So this company definitely has enough money to pay off. It's it's that it's current debt, right? So um, an increase of four billion dollars in current debt, but an increase of almost ten billion dollars in net cash flow from operations. So I'm not worried at all about this company being late on paying any payments. So the company is looking good on that part. Then just again, issuance and repayment debt security. I just wanted to see how how the uh, finance, net cash flow for my net finance was handled. All right, so next again, finally, we're at the cash flow statement. So here in the cash flow statement, I usually only took a look at net cash flow from operations. And here we can see this healthy increase. I love this. Right, last year was 24 billion, this year's 34, a nice increase of $10 billion, which is about 4% or 40% increase. That's definitely a great thing to see. And now I'm gonna start definitely taking a look at net cash from, from finance. This is payment backs on any long-term liabilities or current debts. So we can see this year they paid negative $15.38 billion for cash back. Obviously, next year they're going to pay some more, but this company can, seems to have the money to do so. All right, guys, so just a quick recap of what we saw an income statement. In the income statement, we saw an increase in revenue, an increase of cost of revenue, but we have the nice, healthy gross profit, net income. We saw why we have the sort of things. Okay, guys, so a quick recap on the things I really like. First, in the income statement, I like we're having revenue increase. I'm liking that a lot. Cost of revenue and gross profit are also increasing. And here we can see right that revenue at the moment is a huge is is a huge factor compared to cost of revenue. So I'm definitely liking that. I'm also liking we have our gross profit increase. A few things I'm not liking about the revenue. The income statement is this net income. 
All right, guys, so just a quick recap. The things I like about the income statement, we have that revenue increase, right? We have that gross profit increase. If we take away the outlier of last year's net income due to that tax expense, net income itself is increasing compared to 2016. So to me, that is a big plus. What I don't like about the net, about the income statement, there's not really much I don't like about it. That is pretty much, that is scaring me away from, from, uh, from the company itself. Anything else I might have missed? Nope, that seems, seems pretty straightforward. All right, and the balance sheet, balance sheet, I'm liking a lot. We have our total assets are increasing over time. Total liabilities are decreasing, which means our total debt is decreasing. One thing I do not like about this is our cash and cash equivalents and how that's such a low percentage of this assets and how such a high percentage of the assets in this company is based on intangibles. That to me is something I don't like, but it's not a scary thing looking at everything else. In the liabilities, in the liabilities section, we can see non-current debt is a huge portion but this company definitely seems to have enough money to pay for it. Again, shareholder equity, another thing I do like, we're seeing that shareholder equity gap increasing between that total assets and that total liabilities, giving us at a higher value of shareholder equity. And right now it is at all time high. We're all, like we've mentioned, assets seem to be increasing at a faster rate compared to liabilities. So that great things for Verizon. If we take a look, another thing we like, I'm liking the retained earnings where this company is keeping its money for further growth. This current debt means nothing to its net cash flow from operations. This company has enough cash to pay off its current debt. Here in the, and what I'm like from the cash flow statement is we have that net cash flow from operations at a positive and it's increasing over time. And due to all these things I like, I would definitely give a Verizon a buy. And because of that, that means if I'm looking for another investment, Verizon would be the next one I'll take a look at. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode of Verizon. It was definitely a little longer than most episodes, but I provided a lot more details in this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe to get more info on more episodes. Like I said, I would definitely buy on Verizon based on the information we just saw. Now I wonder, what would you guys do? Would you buy or pass on Verizon based on the financial documents we just saw? Have a good night, and again, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and like. See you guys next time.